how many of you have heard the statement, knowledge is power? And he goes, oh, yeah. And I say, I disagree. Knowledge isn't power unless it's applied. Hmm. So the application of knowledge is what's powerful. And going through the steps of profit first and getting that all set up, luckily we've got a great team to handle that. But we we hit the ground running and implemented quickly. I've got a little bit of quick start in me. And so we hit the ground running and have been, haven't looked back since. Welcome to the Emerging Advisor Podcast. We deliver advisors' proven strategies to maximize time, profit, and freedom. Well, hello there, and welcome to another edition of the Emerging Advisor Podcast. Walter Storholt here alongside with the great folks at Emerging Advisor, uh, the co-founder, Scott Dugan joining us today, and you can listen to past episodes of the podcast and learn more about the team by going to emerging-advisor.com. That's emerging-advisor.com. This is the show that helps share proven strategies to maximize time, profit, and freedom. And Scott, a happy 2020 to you. Did you have a good start to the year so far? Uh, it's been great so far. We eased into it uh had a week back and uh so yeah looking forward to 2020 and look forward for today to share some important insight that's helped uh, not only me and our firm but other advisors we've helped along the way so we're, we're excited to get back on the on the horse and get going well we're recording today's episode in january and this is the month scott where you know we're interviewing advisors all across the country for our radio shows and podcasts and it's so funny because the january schedule gets all jumbled up because not only are we coming off the holidays and people get really busy and the schedule starts shifting around but most everybody's got some sort of training event coaching event, implementation event, whatever you want to categorize or call them, uh, marketing events. Everybody's trying to go out, get better, set goals for the new year, changing focus, changing mentality, trying to implement new strategies. There's a lot to keep up with as a business uh, owner and when it's a financial advisor uh, who is also owning their own business and trying to run things. This is a tough time of year because you're full with a bunch of energy and kind of that go get them attitude, but you also have to kind of manage all these different forces that are pulling you in different directions. Oh, absolutely. And as I'm going into my 19th year as an advisor in the financial services realm. And, you know, I've gone through uh, an evolution, you know, several times. The most recent, um, a couple of years ago, I kind of had an epiphany. And that epiphany was, you know, what are we really trying to uh, accomplish here in running this financial services practice. Now, if you've been a listener to uh, the podcast or been a you know retirement elevated uh, client of ours for the last several years, you'll hear us talk uh, quite a bit about making sure that uh, the business serves you and you don't serve the business. And as a business owner, no matter what you're in, you want to make sure that the business is supplying you the lifestyle that uh, you want. And really have taken that to heart. And, you know, we, I, myself, you know, and Sean, my business partner, uh, we consider ourselves, we're marketers that happen to be in the financial services industry. And we all know that, you know, the, the lifeblood of this business is people to talk to, uh, new people that are qualified prospects uh, that would benefit from what we do. And we can help them and we can all 
you know, benefit from that, them from having a solid retirement plan uh, as the advisor, obviously being compensated uh, to do the work. And it's easy uh, to start at the first of the year and have grand goals, production, or sales goals, or new assets. Now, those are important. And ultimately, what what are we driving at? We want to make sure that it's a profitable venture. And we're going to spend today talking about one of the best books, in my opinion, on what to focus on as a business owner. And we're going to apply it to the financial services industry. And hopefully, after listening today, uh, you'll go out and pick up this book and apply it because it's definitely changed uh, how I run my business and just the predictability and dependability of it uh, has increased dramatically uh, because I've applied uh, some of these principles of the book we're going to talk about today. You would think that, you know, making profit as your motivator would be pretty much the main goal of every business. But it's so funny that if you really look at these events that everybody's going out and attending in the first of the year, I wonder how many of those events are actually pushing this message and and embodying this message of profit first as a business, Scott, because we kind of get focused on all these other goals like sales goals or, uh, you know, just other things that kind of motivate us a little bit differently. How many, how big can we get our team? You know, everybody's got different goals, which are okay, but when they're the first goal, that's where you see the problem, right? Exactly. So when we, when we read and our industry is full of examples, you know, of, people that are put on stage and given an awards and that's fine. You know, that's a good motivation for a lot of people, but they never give a, an award for profitability. <laughs> Has anybody ever seen that one? What, is, what does that look like? It's a good point. <laughs> yeah. And you know, there's a lot of, we have a lot of great partners out there uh, that, you know, we, we do business with, you know, on the insurance side and the managed money side. And I say they're great partners and a lot of the times when we're placing business through an entity, uh, their goal is to have as much business flow through their entity as possible. You know, they have sales goals and those entities probably do a better job of focusing on profit than uh, folks in the financial services world. And so just make sure that what you're trying to build, what you're trying to attain ultimately and serves you and is also uh, gives you the profit, which ultimately gives you the lifestyle that you want and that you can take care of you and your family. And that's why I want to focus today on a book called Profit First by Mike McCallowitz. He's uh, got a funky way he spells his last name, but I was I introduced this book a few years ago and I've been profit focused for a while, but never to this degree until reading this book. And so I don't know if how many of the listeners can identify with uh, this scenario. Uh, how many of you go through, you know, a full year and just working your tail off, gathering a bunch of assets, closing a bunch of business. And the first time where we realize what our profit margin is for the, all that hard work is when our CPA prepares our taxes. I can see a few hands raising out there. Uh-huh. And when I read that uh, in the book Profit First, it was a big eye-opener uh, because we 
thought we did a good job of taking our salary and some bonus things like that, but never to the level of what this book talks about. And so in our firm, we now have, have a profit target uh, that we want to achieve. And it's really as simple as, you know, turning the old paradigm kind of on its head, you know, which is, you know, sales minus expenses equals profit. I mean, that's the old gap accounting. We're all familiar with that. We've turned that on its head and we say it's sales minus profit equals expenses, meaning whatever profit percentage that we're looking to attain Every time we get some sort of compensation, whether it's AUM uh, off of an insurance a piece of insurance business, we take a percentage right off the top of that. And we put some money into an account for taxes. We put money into an account for profit. And we put money into account for overhead. Uh, so we're very diligent about how we divide each deposit that comes in for us. And so again, it's that sales minus profit equal expenses. And another scenario that I know that uh, we've probably all experienced, that we've been to uh, one of these events, Walter, you said, hey, there's one of these big events uh, where kicking off the year, uh, giving awards, you know, having uh, shiny new ideas, which, hey, there's some good ideas out there. Uh, but there's usually a price tag to those shiny ideas. And those ideas are going to be executed by probably writing a check uh, that you have to, to pay for those. And there's gonna be a time commitment to either you or one of your staff members. But I remember back in the day where I'm sitting these events and it says, hey, this is only you know $10,000 investment. And we pull up our phone and we look at our bank account. We have one account. That's our operating account. You say, hey, I got a bunch of money in there. $10,000 isn't a big deal. Well, we call that bank balance accounting. And simply means that we're just looking at the top line and saying, oh, we've got money in there. And that $10,000, yeah, you probably you may be able to afford it. But if you haven't budgeted that into your marketing or, or figured out how that fits into your overall you know, scheme for the year, that's maybe not the best way to spend your hard-earned dollars because at $10,000, uh, yes, it could give you uh, more appointments and make you more profitable and give you prospects anyway, but that's fine as long as it fits into the overall game plan for the year. So again, focusing on profit, making sure that you're getting paying yourself first. I know it sounds ironic uh, for saying that to financial advisors, but we've, we've got to have a mechanism where that money is swept out of the account, out of sight, out of mind. And we operate with a very strict budget uh, of expenses. And if you think about it, our, our job is to bring clients in. I know a lot of us are doing income planning, which is simply saying, all right, what do you spend? What does it take to support your lifestyle? And what do you have coming in? What do you have going out? And how much money are we going to have to deliver to you on a monthly basis to make all this work? And we need to make the net amount which they can spend that needs to be sustainable. Unfortunately, there's not always that type of planning inside of a business by a business owner or, you know, in the world of financial advising, you know, or financial services. So, again, make sure you take care of you, uh, have a good good budget, uh, good expense plan and stick to that and make sure you're paying yourself your due percentage uh, right off the top. 
So this really is a change in mentality. Was it hard for you to get to that change in mentality, Scott, or was it really like an epiphany, a light bulb went off and boom, you were a convert right away? I had several aha moments by reading the book. Uh, and he has a lot of great tools to help, you know, implement because hey, knowledge is great. You know, I, I say this in a lot of my classes, how many of you have heard the, I, the statement knowledge is power? And he goes, Oh, yeah. And I say, I disagree. Knowledge isn't power unless it's applied. Hmm. So the application of knowledge is which, what's powerful. And going through the steps of the profit first and getting that all set up. Luckily, we've got a great team to handle that. But we we hit the ground running and implemented quickly. Oh, I'm, I've got a little bit of quick start in me. And so we hit the ground running and have been, haven't looked back since. Interesting to hear that. Yeah. So uh, you're just coming up with all little pearls of wisdom on today's show with the uh, <laughs> pulling out some good pieces from this book. I like that. Knowledge is not power unless it's applied. Um, I see on this outline of the book, Profit First, by the way, um, which we'll make a copy of this available in the show notes of today's episode. So if you want to see an outline of the book, and we'll have a link where you can go and check out the Profit First book that we're discussing on the show today, if you want to utilize that resource, just look in the description of today's show or in the show notes on your favorite podcasting app that you're listening to the show on today. Uh, but I see uh, something else in this outline about the Parkinson's Law, can you tell us a little brief overview of what that is, Scott? Yeah, so uh, he's Parkinson was an author and historian, and you, a lot of you have probably heard of them before. But he theorized that our demand for resource increases to meet the supply of it. So that's why when we were given two weeks to do a project, it takes two weeks. And we're given eight weeks to do the same project, it takes eight weeks. <laughs> so, uh, so that's why when given you know, $10,000 to complete our work, uh, we get it done with ten thousand dollars, and we, when given hundred thousand dollars, complete the same work. It takes a hundred hundred thousand dollars. So, what profit first makes Parkinson's law an asset by taking profit first? You know, the money available for expenses lessens, and we're forced to find ways to get the same things done for less money. And I think they also call this the procrastinator's law because that sounds exactly like my yeah. reasoning for why I never studied for a test until the last minute. <laughs> you got it. You're cramming at the end. Yeah. And one of the and I'm a big Dan Kennedy fan. I think he's got some great resources for business owners. But he had a stat went to one of his live events years and years ago. But he said when entrepreneurs and business owners, it's never a matter of resources. It's a matter of resourcefulness. And I need like a special all, sound effect every time you drop one of these little hints <laughs> of wisdom on us. And, and it's true because financial services, we have great margins if they're handled correctly. And so it's easy to write big checks if you run a run a big business the problem is we've got to keep a handle on what are these big checks doing to our bottom line and you know we, we just want to make sure that we're getting the most out of uh, out of our expenditures and we all need to strive you know if we're we're an assets under management you know firm we should all strive for our accounts at the custodian, we should be one of the largest clients. You know, we're, we're helping a lot of folks out there and, and you know, they've, they've saved a lot of money along the way. Well, the same token, we ought to, we ought to be up there as an advisor, especially if you're in your, you know, mid forties to uh, and beyond, uh, 
our account should be rivaling that of some of our larger clients. And I don't know that that's always the case, you know, in our, in our business. And so we just have to make sure that we take care of clients, we'll get rewarded and we want to make sure we're taking care of ourselves and we're focused on our net, not our gross. We get paid on the net. That's what we support our family with, not our gross. Uh, we need to focus on what's truly important and we need to stick to our guns. Well, I think it's important mentality to think about adopting here, Scott. If I can for a moment, I won't push back, but do people push back on you with this mentality and say, you know, yeah, this is a great, it's one of those things that's great in practice. But then when I get into the office, when it comes down to it and, you know, the actual everyday realities of, of running a financial advisory practice, are there times where you can break this formula, where you can go back to the other, the other way of doing business or times where it's okay to, to tweak and shift away from this equation once it gets into the, the actual, you know, real world? Yeah, if you enjoy enjoy being on the hamster wheel, do it. <laughs> I mean, it, let's face it. Yeah, you're saying don't the, break it, don't break the don't break the formula. I, you can, you you can absolutely, but it's about being disciplined and making sure that you know we're following the plan. You know, think about our clients. If we set an income plan and they said to fill the income gap, we need X, and we're going to spend X, and your client spends 30% more than that and veers wildly off of your plan, are you going to do course correction with that plan or with that client? Yeah. Are you going to have to talk to them to say, Hey, you know, you're spending too much money, you know, on this, of course, you've got to step in because you've got a fiduciary responsibility to make sure these people don't run out of money. Well, I think it would be good as advisors if we applied the same thing to our our personal life and our business life, you know, to focus on being financially independent, you know, being financially free. And, and that's going to be different for everyone. I mean, I, I talked to advisors or some advisors if if they could make an extra, you know, $75,000, that means maybe their wife gets to quit the job that she doesn't like and stay at home. So for some folks, figuring out how to get an extra $75,000 out of their business net, um, that could be a great goal of, of freedom for them. Other people, you know, they may want more, you know, to support a different lifestyle. Uh, you know, I, I've got my own goals, you know, that I, I want to, to accomplish because I always want to have surplus. I always want to have resources. I always want to have options. And I want to be able to make decisions because they're right for me personally and my wife, my family. It's right for my employees. You know, it's right for our clients. And when you focus on profit and running a tight ship, you pay yourself, you build up your resources, you take care of your clients. And I think you make better, clear decisions when you stick to a good plan. All right, give me my action step for the day. I'm listen, listening to the podcast. We're reaching the end of today's show. What's something I can tangibly do right now or in the next day or so to kind of stay, take my first steps toward living a profit-first life and running a profit-first business? Uh, number one, once you re 
finish the podcast, download the Profit First Overview. It's a four-page PDF uh, that goes over the kind of the game plans. There's a one sheet on what to do. I would order the book from Amazon. You know, I think it's 15 bucks or something like that, or get it on your Kindle. Read the book, download the audio, and start working through uh, how to set up the infrastructure to put things into place. Uh, a little hint, a little preview. You know, we obviously are a marketing company, uh, you know, Emergent Advisor. You know, that is, we are the creators of the Retirement Elevated Platform, which are marketing courses that advisors teach. Uh, but very soon, you're going to see a practice management. Um, I hate to use the words coaching, uh, but we're putting all the things that we've learned over, you know, almost two decades between Sean and I uh, that we use every day in our practice. Uh, that's going to be made available here uh, in the next 90 days. So a little preview of that. Uh, we've been working hard. Our team's been working hard to roll that out. But this profit first piece is foundational uh, to what we believe on how to run an efficient practice. That's why we're kicking off the first year. That's why we're kind of letting this one out of the bag as a freebie. Uh, because I think if you get this under wraps, uh, you'll start to really enjoy uh, what you're doing. You'll start seeing money being saved for your future. And I think it just puts you at ease on the direction you're going in your life and your business. Very cool. Well, we'll put again those resources in the show notes and description of today's episode. And yeah, definitely keep uh, ears open for some of those future announcements coming your way as well. So Profit First, check out the book on Amazon. We'll put a link in today's show description and blog post over on the website emerging-advisor.com. That's emerging-advisor.com, as well as the downloadable guide, sort of your four-page guide that is designed to help you kind of start implementing some of these profit first steps. Uh, I know I'm not a, a financial advisor, Scott, but uh, you know, uh, owning and running my own business, I'm going to go do this now because this can any business can uh, you know present these different elements. So I'll report back on on reading I, the book and uh, a journey from outside the financial advising world and see how it applies back into the financial advising world later on. Absolutely, I love it. And anything I could do to help you or anybody listening to the podcast, uh, definitely reach out. We'll be happy to put you in the right direction, answer any questions. Scott, had a lot of fun. Glad we are rolling into 2020. Looking forward to future shows with you. And uh, we'll get Sean back here on the show soon as well, once he's done gallivanting around the country and, and all that all that good stuff. He's been putting Absolutely. profit first too much, and now he's out traveling and doing fun stuff. You know, He has the ability to do that now. <laughs> Very cool. We will look forward to talking to you soon. Thank you for taking the time out to join us and listen to the show today. If you want to check us out on any of your favorite podcasting apps, just look for the the Emerging Advisor Podcast, and you'll find us there. Talk to you soon. For Scott Dugan, I'm Walter Storholt. This is the Emerging Advisor Podcast. Investment advisory services offered through Elevated Capital Advisors, LLC, an SEC-registered investment advisor.